and I will cut Hello, Blake. Henry, yeah, Charlie here, yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Radio.fm and .sf. Hey, what exciting music do, we, music do we have in the background? Ooh, that's sunk. Yeah, we got judges in the audience today. We've got Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, uh, out of sunk. Also, Jay Sun. Also, with the Wyatt Act, we should uh, play one of her songs right before we get started because we've got a whole list of comedians. We're going to get in here. All the, all the real people, all the people with souls, uh, the non-soulless monsters, those are non-comedians, they get to vote for their top five favorite comics. And then those th- three top out of those five that they choose will get booked on a show at Atlas Cafe next Saturday, 529 at 2 p.m. But hey, before we get to that, uh, let's listen to this quick, amazing song by one of our judges, Guinevere Q. Yeah. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Oh, crap. I just My name it. is Breakfast. We got the guillotine. We got the guillotine. You better run. We got the guillotine. Oh, let me... L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 Acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. That song was by one of our hosts. I mean, one of our judges. That's Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal. She's in a band called The Wyatt Act. This next song um, has its breakfast did it. So. Old leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Hey, everybody. That was Breakfast Be Breakfast of the Wyatt Act, which one of our judges is a part of the Wyatt Act, which is an amazing band. Also, Sunk, that we'll be hearing in the fills all tonight. And our other 
judge is actually Xandra from Combrio, and I might part her. I have her first CD too. I'm so excited. I haven't seen her in forever. It's really great. All right, so the way it works is that there's chairs inside, and they can be filled. And once they're filled, then people have to be outside. So from the people from outside can come inside if they want for their first communion. But where are judges? Are they inside? Are there are judges? I don't think our judges are inside. I don't think they're inside yet. Judges! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to be here all night for you. I'm going to tell you today's been a rough day. I'm going through menopause. I... Everyone's been like, oh, it's so windy. It's so windy. I love the wind because I'm going through menopause. I'm having hot flashes, and it's like God is giving me a fan everywhere. I am I am burning up. Um, GQ, if you want to come back here and be on a mic, you absolutely can. I just played your amazing acid and fapping song. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That song's called Acid and Fapping. <laughs> I love it. It's based on a true story. <laughs> uh, so... We have one of our judges here, one of your cue. If you're a real Hello person, <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're not a comedian, remember, you get to judge all of these comics, and you're going to choose your top five, and we'll like continue telling you the numbers. I've got paper. I can get you paper, something like that. Uh, whatever, what are you looking for out of these comics tonight? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. That's an excellent question. Out of the comics tonight. Oh, wow. I'm looking for um, a little bit of social commentary. I'm looking for performance, uh, and I'm looking for originality, you know, right, like, like right. personality, you know, that's something that, that just comes from you, that truly unique individual you. Uh, I, I suppose those are the three factors. Thanks, Guinevere Q. Uh, no any, big fucking deal. Any, Do you want to say anything about any of the bands that you're in or anything before we get started? Ah, yes. Uh, I play bass and I sing in a band called The Wyatt Act, as in Wyatt Earp, um, and... We recently wrote a song. It's a sad ballad, ballad entitled um, "Every Party's an Orgy Now." Aww. It's very, very sad. Very, very sad. Uh, and I'm also in an electronic bass and drum duo instrumental called "Sunk," as in Sun Q, with Jason Young, Sun, and myself. Which and we're going to be playing in the film. We'll be releasing a brand new album, so hot and fresh. The waves are still wet. Like, I hope I will be by the end of the show. Thank you. Ooh, good of your cute, no big fucking deal. Hey! She's one of your judges. Impress her. Your first comedian of the night. Put your hands together, everybody. He's taking the bullet. It's Jason Cole! Yay! Feedback. Check one, two. Can you hear me? Um, we're practicing safe condoms here. Safe comedy. How are you guys doing Saturday night? I mean, Friday night. Great to be back at the mutiny. As you can tell by my outfit, I can't stay long. I am going to be directing a gangbang later <laughs> at the armory. Can I say gangbang? Am I going to get canceled? I don't know. Let me rephrase. I'm going to be uh, facilitating a clothing optional consent circle later, guys. Come on. If you're interested, meet me outside with your resume and a banana. Guys, resume optional. Let's be honest. <laughs> Social commentary. I don't have preferred pronouns. I have preferred uh, present participles. You know, eating, drinking, yelling, screaming, crying, <laughs> rinsing, repeating. Am I right, comedians? <laughs> did you guys get your shots? Sorry, did you guys, gals, and people who identify as others? Yeah. People complaining about the uh, side effects. I got the first shot, the side effects were amazing, you know, but heroin is not for everybody, <laughs> seriously. <clears throat> 
people are paranoid about it. It's a government conspiracy and a microchip. Okay, they're, they're fun to make fun of. But honestly, if two years ago somebody came up to you and said, hey, the federal government, in conjunction with Big Pharma, have a hastily thrown together and barely tested pan-fucking-demic vaccine, some jerk-off with a clipboard is giving away free shots in the Raiders parking lot. Wouldn't you have a few questions? Wouldn't you want to see a pamphlet or something or like a, a three-ring biter with some you know, data results? I'm a little skeptical of the free government shot I was. But the ironic thing is I've done so many illegal drugs in the Raiders parking lot, you know, sight unseen. You, just, you ever buy drugs from a guy with one arm? I did that in the Raiders parking lot. Pink Floyd, 1986. <laughs> you know when you're buying drugs from somebody with, you know, when you're buying drugs with somebody with one arm? You know how hard it is not to ask him where his other arm is? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's virtually impossible, especially when you start doing the drugs with them and... Uh, it's a long story, but I'm going to switch gears. Uh, 2021, our heroes are dying, right? Paul Mooney, Eddie Van Halen, my drug dealer. He's all, they're gone. Rest in peace, Kyle. Um, at Kyle's funeral slash karaoke, they said he died doing what he loved. You've heard that, Kyle died doing what he loved in a coked up shootout with the FBI. <laughs> That's the way to go with help from the ATF. Have you heard of the ATF? It's a real law enforcement agency. Do you know what the ATF stands for? This guy knows. It's the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the Bureau of Fun. That's where I want to work. Give me a beer, a smoke, and an Uzi, and let's light some shit up, okay? Fuck yeah. I did some research on this joke because I am a professional comedian. Turns out they, end, they added an E. They are the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. <laughs> Who's in charge down there, Beavis and Butthead? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you keep the Semtex? Hell yeah. That's fun. Uh, I applied for a job there, it's not what you think. They don't give you alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. They give you a drug test. <laughs> I passed, I had all the drugs. Guys, I'm from the future, don't do drugs, young people. Young people changing the world, your heart's in the right place, mind, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I love gender-neutral bathrooms because everybody needs to smell my shit, okay? <laughs> Not just guys. I love being in there for 30 minutes, big line of girls outside. Hey, ladies, enjoy your equality. <laughs> I was just in there shitting out my dreams for 20 minutes. Thank you, I am an ally. And finally, <laughs> let's talk about condoms, guys, right? My brand, Magnums. I love Magnum condoms, love the packaging. I love the confidence when I buy them. My only complaint is they're way too big. I mean, come on, what is this thing? Am I having sex or is this a dollar store dream catcher? I don't know what this is. I do know my name is Jason Cole and you guys are wonderful. It's great to be back. I haven't been to Mutiny in 16 months. God bless you all. Your first comedian, Jason Cole. I don't, I don't think those were magnums. I think those were actually female condoms. <laughs> they were, it's just a plastic bag in your vagina. Who wants to fuck a plastic bag? Let's go. Does anybody remember the female condoms? Just me, I'm that old. Your next comedian, I've never met him before, but I'm excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Patrick Miller. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank you, Pam. Hey, so um, I, I heard recently that people say that um, racism comes from fear. And if, if that's true, I, th I think I'm racist against Australian people. Um, and let me tell you why. It's because Australian people have a super friendly accent. 
and they can use it to trick me into doing stuff I don't want to do. Por ejemplo, I might. Why don't you, why don't you take out your wallet? Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Show me the cash in there. Great, great. Oh, the, yeah, that looks like uh, quite enough to take me out on a date. Yeah, you can blow me a kiss afterwards as well. And, pff, well, I mean, I'm already late for work here, but, I mean, you make it sound like such a good idea. Uh, so here's Eric is coming your way, Mr. Hugh Jackman. Um, so, yeah, guys, I've, I've been doing the work on the streets, figuring out that Australian people are, in fact, all magicians. Um, and I really think it's a problem we should be dealing with, you know? Forget this border wall thing. Uh, we should be figuring out how to make the ocean bigger so Australia's further away. That's the top of my list. Vote for me. Um, in other news, uh, anyone been whitewater rafting before? Anyone ever tried that? Yes. Comfortable trusting your life to a random homeless boat person like me. That's good. That's good. So, so when I went, my, uh, my raft guide was super interesting, right? This guy sleeps in the forest on a plank of wood. Um, just so that he can help strangers have a near-death experience, um, which I thought was really generous, and it, and it made me curious, you know, what, is it, what does it cost to live in a place where you always get to have a poison oak rash? Um, so I asked the guy, uh, you know, hey, you make a good living, uh, and I'll never forget what this dude says. This dude looks to me and says, oh, mate, it's not about making a living. It's about living a lifestyle. Ah, uh, which, man, that made no sense and was the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, I thought it sounded amazing, and I think it would have sounded cool regardless of the job. Like, oh, taking toddlers to the grocery store is an amazing lifestyle. You know, sure, sure, sure there's more money in banking, but I'm looking for that dog kidnapping lifestyle. Um, so... So, true story, you guys, this is a true story. This guy changed my life in that moment because I decided I'm gonna be a raft guide, right? Um, I drive out the next summer to this like training camp for rafting guides and the very first thing that happens is uh, I get super intimidated. I like have this imposter syndrome because everyone there is like some super expert outdoorsy rock climber, snowboarder, whatever, and then there's me like the city boy who still has a swimsuit with a net, you know, like a, like a nerd, uh, I, was, I was really embarrassed about that. And uh, this lady walks up to me that I've never met and she tells me to my face uh, that I'm very pale for a sunshine activity, sunshine heavy activity, thanks Pam. Um, you know, like she says it like it's something I've, I've never realized before, like I didn't know. You know, like, oh, that's why my face molts off every year. I thought maybe I was a crab, uh, but I just lack protective pigmentation. Um, case closed. So basically I'm just getting bullied by uh, these rafters immediately. And I'm stressed out. Luckily this is my first rodeo. I've been through some stuff. I've pooped out of Wendy's. There was no bidet, you know? It was a scary situation, but I figure if I make it through that, uh, I can figure out this rafting thing. So, you know, screw this lady. Um, who cares if I'm small? Who cares if I'm pale? Uh, I'm gonna make white water rafting whiter. It's gonna be the whitest water rafting and uh, that's my life story. I'm Pat Miller. Thank you so much, guys. Let's hear for Pam. Pat Miller, everyone. Getting heckled by boat people. <laughs> Good. Yay. Um, 
Hey, our next comedian. We're just we're just running right along. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. Oh, look, we have another judge. Yay, another judge, another judge. Yay, Creek is here. Yay. So if you're a real person, you get to vote. The people, comedians don't take offense to that. But if you're a real person, you get to vote for five people. And then three of them are going to get chosen for the show. And that's super exciting. Your next comedian, he's such a funny guy. He was on Asiento last Wednesday. Clap your hands together for Daniel Lewis. Yay! Are we bagging it up? How you doing, guys? Pardon me. Okay, how we how we doing? Okay, cool. Right on. Well, I just want to start by saying something serious. Uh, it was three years ago, exactly today, that my father passed away. Yeah, he told me before he died, he's like, get out there, do what you want to do while you're still alive. We still have a chance. That's why I tried comedy. Uh, can't help but wish he was alive to see me doing comedy. Uh, not so much stand-up comedy over Zoom. I'm glad he's dead for those, you guys. It's really for the best. He did all Polish jokes, my dad. I don't know. Polish jokes still a thing? It's amazing to me. It's incredible to me that you can, with a straight face, claim that everybody who's Polish is, is dumb, you know? Like, come on, some of them are Jews. <laughs> How could that? Speaking of that, uh, a lot of people say I'd like to go back in time and kill Hitler when he's a baby. You ever hear that? Prevent all those atrocities. But notice how no one ever says they'd like to go back in time and terminate the Hitler pregnancy, <laughs> right? And I think they don't say that because abortion is still a pretty tricky issue, <laughs> you know? It's not straightforward like good old infanticide, you know? I don't know, man. I personally think it was Hitler's mother's body, Hitler's mother's choice, myself. <laughs> but I think in this one instance, it'd be okay to kind of talk her into it a little bit, <laughs> don't you? Even if you think that evil begins at conception, then you know, then you could just go back in time even further, prevent the Hitler conception, right? Just show up in the bedroom on date night, you know, and just be like, Dad, trust me, mine here, on the tits, <laughs> on the tits. Speaking of erotic pornography, uh, then on the Pornhub, uh, do you notice how much they're pushing this stepmom stepson thing? It's like every video is about a stepmom. That, when did this start? Started watching them. I did kind of get into it though, just because, if not for any other reason, just to see a kid getting along with his stepmom, you know, apparently. Because we had a strained relationship, my stepmom and I. You know, if, like if she demanded of me, like, hey, come on my face, I'd be like, you're not my real mom. <laughs> yeah. You guys follow the Matt Gates scandal at all? You know this guy, Matt Gates? Co congressman from Florida, Republican guy. This guy fucked up, he's in deep shit for doing what I think is the most perverted thing you can do. He slept with a 17-year-old, right? That is a weird fetish for everyone. He's like, yeah, I want it to be almost exactly like an 18-year-old, only a crime, because that's how I like it. And when I was on Pornhub, I noticed they didn't have a selection for barely illegal teens, you know? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, nobody respects a guy like this. Not, e not even real pedophiles respect a guy like this, you know? They're like, dude, figure it out. You took the cookies out five minutes before they were done. <laughs> Who does that? Just wait for the cookies to be done baking or be a piece of shit like us and eat the dough. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. People say all cops are bad, you know, and I, it does sort of seem like they forgot how it's supposed to work from like the 70s and 80s. It's supposed to be good cop, bad cop, not bad cop, bad cop. Like first cop's supposed to be like, yeah, man, you know, talk to me because, you know, you, believe me, you don't want my partner coming in here. He's a, he's a mean guy, and believe me, he's had a real tough week. Now it seems like the first cop just tases the guy, puts him in a chokehold, goes, listen, you don't want my partner coming in here. He's exactly like me. He's a cop. <laughs> and he's having a real average week. Thank you. Dan Lewis, your third comedian, Dan Lewis. That was awesome. Your next comedian, <clears throat> sorry, my voice just fell apart. Your next comedian, oh, like, he's one of my best friends. He, like, listens to me. He's so empathetic. And, like, we're, like, we hang out. He's really cool. And he plays accordion. I'm just, like, telling you cool things about him. And I love his girlfriend. But he's also really funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kahn. Yay! Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin, everybody. She is a liar. I am not empathetic at all. I am a fucking dick, as you're about to find out. My name is Josh Kahn. Everybody, everybody loves everybody loves my last name because they love Star Trek, and so they love yelling Kahn at me. Just once, I wish that the girl I was fucking though would yell Come, like right, you know. Anybody, I got one guy with that. That's good. All right. Everybody glad to be out of the house. Fuck COVID, man. So yeah, I live I live indoors when my girlfriend's not mad at me, but when she's mad at me, I live in an RV part of the time. I play music on the street for money, so I consider myself a hobo. That's how I identify. My pronouns are hey you and don't do that there. This is how I am known. How I am known. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not super. I'm not like a politically correct comic. I went to. Uh, I went to Whole Foods the other day, and I was asking them. I was like, Hey, man, where do I find the uh, the thick and chunky salsa? And they're like, Oh, no, 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 no. We don't have thick and chunky salsa. It's called Husky and Empowered here. At Whole Foods. Um, I am Asian and Jewish. If you're wondering what this interracial train wreck is all about that you're looking at here, Asian and Jewish. You know, very proud of my API heritage. Uh, I think the stereotype is that Asian guys are kind of like nerdy, so I try to be really cool. I put the A back in AAPI. No, not up on that? Not on Twitter? Okay, cool. Good. This has gone well. Um, yeah, no, the Asian part of me is Korean, you know, so all the Bay Area, I am the Kim Jong-illist. Again, one guy. This is good. I got a good batting average, I feel like, tonight. Yeah, no, uh, I'm Korean and Jewish. That means that I can produce your K-pop album on a budget. Get with me after the show. Wicka wicka what? Bad jokes, bad jokes. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? I'm an Asian Jew. <laughs> no, yeah, I told my mom I was gonna do comedy like a couple years ago. She's this like tiny little Korean woman. She's like, I was like, mom, I'm gonna do comedy. She's like, why? You're not funny. And you're so ugly. You'll never be on TV. You'll get a podcast, I think is what you want. Thank you, mom. Bad jokes, bad jokes. Why do you never punch a Jewish man? Because he brews. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Love my family, though. Love my Jewish grandma. I got, like, the classic Jewish grandma. She's, like, 90 years old. She's been 90 years old for the past 30 fucking years. I swear to God. She used to threaten me to, like, sew my foreskin back on when I was being bad when I was a kid. <laughs> Just because I'm half Asian. I think that's a little racist. So I get her back when I go over to Hanukkah dinner now. You know, she puts out the whole Jewish spread, potato latkes, all that stuff. You know what challah bread is from the... That braided bread from the Jewish bakery. Anyway, we're sitting around having Hanukkah dinner. Everybody's got a mouthful. I'm the one to break the silence, right? I'm like, mm, grandma, 
this meal is first rate. How much did the challah cost? That's about the same laugh I got from grandma at Hanukkah dinner. She's, she's 120 years old, so it's good. You guys have uh, compatible senses of humor. <sighs> Jew is like a bad word these days, though, so I just go around calling people my J word. Was that my J word? Was that my J word? I figure that's better. I don't want to offend anybody by saying that somebody's Jewish. God forbid. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, um, I want to talk about movies really quickly before I get out of here. Have you ever, like, have you ever watched, uh, you know the Proud Boys actually got their name from a song out of Disney, that racist group? Which makes sense to me because all Walt Disney songs are like a little, like they just stop just short of being racist. You know what I mean? All Disney songs, just almost racist. Like, a whole new world with no Jews. I just can't wait to be king of an all-white America. That one doesn't hit as hard. People are like, whoa, that's too, I got real o'clock. Um, and, and, la and I just wanted to point out about Walt Disney, the one I was growing up, and I, I had all those like big puffy video cases of them. You ever notice that the capital D in Disney looks a lot like a G? That's what I always thought growing up. Okay, good. I'm not the only one that grew up watching Walt Disney films. Okay. <laughs> Josh Kahn, people. Josh Kahn, everyone. Walt Disney films. My favorite being The Little Mermaid. Can you jizz underwater? How does that work? How many dildos does a mermaid need? She was talking about thingamabobs, right? Your next comedian. Is, is, is Vishal here? Okay, yes. I didn't see. I didn't. Nobody. No people didn't check in with me, so I'm just guessing. Put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Vishal Kalasundanandra. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys having a good time? What's the vibe in here, huh? You guys having a good time? Awesome. Who's not a comic? Whose dicks do I need to suck? All right. Uh, bomber jacket. All right. You guys having a good time? I am having a good time. I took an Uber over here, man. Does this ever happen to you? You take an Uber and it pops up a little notification that's like, hey, do you want to take an Uber Black for a hundred extra dollars? <laughs> do you guys know what Uber Black is? It's like you pay extra money for a slightly nicer car, right? Who is in this middle tier of wealth that's like, listen, I can't afford a limo, but when I hit the club, I want to be driven by a Korean in a Mercedes, okay? Also, like, who are these people driving for Uber Black, okay? How do you have a luxury car? Who is driving for Uber in a Maserati? I just want to talk to an Uber driver and have them be honest with me one time. To be like, yo, dude, what are you doing with this nice car driving for Uber? He's just like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I stole this shit, and <laughs> that's all I got. I got to make ends meet, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, I got called a snowflake recently, too, on the internet. Which I can't be mad at. Yo, how do people use snowflake as an insult? Snowflake is the cutest insult of all time. Snowflake is what you call your daughter before you put her to bed, dude. Snowflake, what will they come up with next? I am sick and tired of all these millennial honey bunnies. Let me top it off with a kiss on the cheek, too. Mwah. I'm Indian. I'm 26. My dating life is currently fucked. I have hella women trying to marry me. I'm like, I don't want to have to choose. And my parents are like, exactly, we are trying to choose for you. <laughs> I always like to ask, I'm always curious, like, how many of you guys would get an arranged marriage by Randall Plaz? Do we have any liars in the crowd? Okay. <laughs> Who would not get an arranged marriage? I'm curious. Raise your hand. I'm yeah. Yeah, you know what's crazy to me is Americans 
will shit on arranged marriage and then literally go on The Bachelor. <laughs> Who do you want arranging your marriage? You know, your parents or ABC, right? People are like, dude, I'll go on The Bachelor for the clout. Man, millions of people watch The Bachelor. Dude, millions of people will also watch your Indian wedding. We have a lot of cousins. <laughs> I, uh, I live with white people, so there's tension in the household sometimes because I don't know a lot of American things. I had Indian parents. Like, literally, a couple weeks ago, my roommate's like, dude, I can't believe you didn't know it was Easter, man. I was like, bro, I didn't grow up with that shit. I don't get mad at you for not knowing when the Hindu god Krishna's birthday is. He's like, it's next week. I'm like, I did not know that. Okay, thank you very much. I'm not a very good Indian. Okay. Uh, I went to my parents' house in San Jose for the Hindu god Krishna's birthday because it actually was. They made me sit through a boring-ass Hindu ritual just chanting in Sanskrit. And I'm like, yo, why can't religion be lit, dude? Why can't it be fun for everybody, right? Like, why can't my dad be like, it's Krishna's birthday, so let's get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that did deserve that. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll just say one thing before I get out of here. Um, I, uh, I had a, a, an ED scare recently, guys. I had ED. I had performance anxiety. Yeah, no, I mean, it was fine. I get anxious. You know, I was anxious about if a chick liked me or not, so I couldn't get it up while we were trying to do sexy stuff, which is so fucking stupid. Because I was freaking out if a chick liked me or not while she was trying to suck my dick. <laughs> How much validation do you need, Vishal? <laughs> Sucking dick. That's acts of service. That is the ultimate love language. <laughs> but, like, my love language is words of affirmation, you know? So I guess it would be nice if, like, between licks she was like, you're a great guy. You'll make a great father someday. Your body is a wonderland. All right. And her love language is gifts, so I come in her mouth. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bichon calls on the soon drum. We, we knew what that was. It's called Diwali back here. Both, both GQ yeah, and I, we both knew. We both knew. We both knew that the Krishna's <laughs> birthday is called Diwali. So the two white ladies in the back are woke <laughs> as fuck. Your next comedian. And we just have a new, we have a new person. If you're a real person, you get to vote. So you're gonna vote for your five favorite comics for as long as you're here, and then we're gonna choose the three that have the most thingies, and then they get to be booked on the show next Saturday at Atlas. It's paid show. You get food and drink. It's gonna be really exciting. So people in the audience, you're really important because you're booking my show. <laughs> so pick, pick your favorite people. Your next comedian, it's so great to see him. He's back out of quarantine. I'm excited that he's here. Clap your hands together for Bryce Drusden! Yay! How's everyone doing? Yes! Respond to my questions. Uh, big news, my sister's pregnant with twins. Yeah, which that's got to feel like you pressed the wrong button on the office copy machine. Right, you're like, no, I only wanted one. Oh man, uh, this is gonna cause a jam. Uh, guess it's always good to have a backup, you know, in case I spill coffee on the original. Uh, everybody uh, get up on your pronouns. Uh, if you address a mixed gender group, you're no longer supposed to say, hey guys. Uh, turns out uh, you're supposed to say y'all. Yeah, that's the gender neutral. Who knew this whole time the most gender woke people? Rednecks. What's that? You know. 
Hey, you ever notice that there's no female version of NAMBLA? Right, like there's no North American woman girl love association. And I think that's because only men have the delusional confidence to be like, sure, we're the most despised group in this country, but with the right marketing, <laughs> I think first thing logo, right? Something with really clean, smooth, trusting lines. Something, you know. Trying to better myself, I bought Marie Kondo's book on personal organizing. Yeah, which, I don't know, I think it's amazing because in 1945, my grandfather was bombing Tokyo in a B-29, and like 75 years later, a Japanese woman is teaching me the life-changing magic of tidying up. You know, that's progress. Kind of seems like Japanese, they got into minimalism right after World War II, you know? Like they got out of the rubble and were like, oh my God, that was awful. You know what? I don't think I needed most of those things anyway. I think. <laughs> Man, I think the transgender thing has really thrown Christians for a loop, right? Because like now they got to be like, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Unless Eve used to be Steve, then that's not okay either. <laughs> I, uh, I just moved to East Oakland, and uh, there's a lot of fireworks there. It's very noisy. And I want to complain, but I'm worried about what the headline would be. Right? Like, white transplant asks Oakland to keep it down. Yeah. And then I thought, wait a second, why am I assuming my neighbors aren't also bothered? Right? Maybe if I don't use my privilege to speak up, the headline's going to be, White Gentrifier Betrays Black Neighbors. They thought, wait, why don't I just ask my neighbors how they feel? Right? And then I realized, I don't know any of my neighbors. Right? So now the headline's going to be, Phony Ally Never Introduced Himself to Neighbors of Color. And then I thought, why is there a newspaper covering what I do? So now the headline's going to be, White Narcissist, Think He's Center of World. <laughs> There's nothing on here, guys. Nothing on here. <laughs> Wrong notes. Nothing on here. Oh, yeah, I think the reason, like, like you know, I like how, like, uh, the sequel is always worse than the original. That's why, like, middle age sucks, I think, right? Like it's all like ah, second kid, second mortgage, second marriage, second divorce, second something. Um, moving on. Uh, last year I lived in Emeryville, right next to the mall that got looted. And uh, one thing I noticed though, uh, nobody touched the IKEA. Right? It makes sense, right? You never want to steal work. My dad, uh, he's uh, white. He's he's my white dad. He's my own. He's my only dad. And uh, one time we were watching basketball together, and he just starts saying to himself, he's like, "LeBron, DeAndre, Deshante, African Americans have strange names." And I'm like, "Okay, Mortimer." Like, all right, guys, that is all I have for tonight. Thank you. Bryce Dresden! You're
number six, comedian of the night. We got lucky number seven coming up right now. He's a joy and a wonderment. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Yay! He got his number. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, my name is Brady Pearson. Um, I'm comedian number six. That's one six. Can, okay, just making sure. Fuck that. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, you know, I've just been thinking a little bit recently since uh, COVID. I just wanted, you know, it's like I'm very excited because some of you know. Uh, I mean, has anyone felt pent up during COVID? Anybody here? Like really pent up? Yeah. Like you just really want to get some, you know. I felt a little vitamin deficient when I was in COVID, if you know what I mean. Couldn't get enough of that vitamin D. <laughs> you know, I just really felt like starved. Like there was not enough of it on my face or or in me, so um, I was really, I've been really directed about that and uh, very excited. I actually finally have a date tomorrow. Yes, I'm very frightened for him. Um, as I said, it's been a really long time. I'm afraid I might just I don't know, suck the skin right off that motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> These are the... This is what I think about, ladies and gentlemen, when I'm on my own. So, I also get to cheat and have notes because this is a lot of new... Um, okay, yeah, I want to talk about... Yes, 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 yes. Okay, can we just talk about things that only white people can do? You guys ready for that? So let's go with um, gender reveal parties, right? Got that, okay, gender reveal party. And I was wondering, like, what, what does that do? What, what have white people brought to the planet? I mean, besides colonialism and smallpox, I'm not, I'm not quite so sure about that. Um, I mean, I don't see any black folks ever having an explosive gender reveal party. Did you guys hear about that? 80, you guys didn't hear about this? Okay. Small, well, I guess it's just my world where I live. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and, you know, I'm also very excited. And uh, so I'm going to be going, getting ready for going to Folsom. You guys know, know that's happening, right? Are you guys excited about May 5th, uh, June 15th? Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, mask on, mask off. We can have some Mr. Miyake kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, wax on, wax on, mask off. Oh, that wrote better, but uh, you know, they're not all gonna be winners tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I can't even think straight. Okay. Um, and so speaking of not thinking straight, I've been uh, working on an all gay male version of, An of Annie called Little Orphan Fanny. And um, I figure we can go dressed up as, you know, I would be, of course, be Fanny, the, the, lost, the lost little bottom and with my Puppy Sandy <laughs> and Daddy Warbucks um, and our little gimp Punjab, right? Okay. And together we would, and so then I rewrote the song a little bit like this. Is ready? Okay. Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cars. And he'll be gay. But he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin and grin and say, Tomorrow 
tomorrow he'll bottom tomorrow it's only a day away ah yes thank you ladies and gentlemen ah yeah it's been it's been it's been a very long long road um but you know what i think i'm gonna step down from here guys thank you so much i'm brady pearson Number six, Brady Pearson. I love I love Annie. I used to my dad used to have an eight track and we had Annie and I used to dance around and belt songs. Bye. Thanks for being here. Vote if you're a real person. Uh, I think they were all comics. I'm sorry. Comics are soulless monsters. They're not real people. You real people are so important to us. Thank you for being here. Clap it up for yourselves, real people. Yay! And for your main judge again, if you want to impress someone. It's, it's, it's the lady in the raccoon suit, because that's what happened to COVID. <laughs> Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, turned in to a raccoon. It's and true. she's going to judge you. She's in so many bands, and she's so talented. You guys have no idea. We wrote a musical together like 13 years ago or something ridiculous. Uh, and, and, and you can hear her acid and fapping song, which is brilliant, on our breaker every day, all the time. <laughs> Your next Annie parody give you flashbacks? Well, it's uh, (laughs) back door, back door, step down. It was I ride the 30s Stockton through the heart of of Chinatown. Chinatown. I ride this cruise right right off in back door, back door, step down. Yeah, that was the. We wrote that years ago. It was great. There was also a lady killing a chicken. It was really fun. I've known, I've known GQ for a long time. I made the wedding cake for her wedding, and I had weed in it. There yeah. was weed in it, and the old people were sta- her parents and stuff. They were standing around the cake, and they were like, "How much is in the cake?" And I was like, "I, I mean, I don't know." And at the end, everyone just fistfuls of cake in their face. We were all having a really good time. Your wedding was like the best wedding. It was also an open mic. It was like a birthday party. Just like it's tonight, it's your next comedian's birthday. I don't know how old he is, but I'm guessing 23. Put your hands together, everybody, for the very funny Max Mig. Yay! All right, let's make this quick because I got to pee so badly. Uh, yeah, like Pam said, it, it's my birthday, which means... Two, two important things, I think. The first is, if you don't vote for me, you're an asshole. The second is that I'm now old enough for Pam to sexually objectify in her, po- in her jokes, so score. She was right, I am 23. Uh, yeah, very exciting, a little bit creepy. Gonna, gonna work that into the reverse stalking one, I think? Uh, it's good though, it's good. I, uh, no, I don't know, I don't actually care about birthdays that much, I'm just milking it for laughs, I figure. Speaking of life, though, and birth, y'all hear about the woman in Molly? She beat um, the Octomom's record. Nine, nine, nine babies, all at once. That's the human body's capable of amazing things. I, I wonder, though, could she have beaten another record? Could, could she have gone for it if she had gone on abortion? Nine at once. That's something. That's something special. Not many people will have the chance. I, I wonder. 
Would it have been one abortion or nine? Like, what? Where? How would it have counted? Would Would it have been more sinful or equally sinful? Or honestly, less sinful? You get a bulk deal. It's like Costco. That's a world I'd like to live in. Costco does abortions. Yeah. Make it so easy. Really make that fifty dollars a year use useful. Oh no. I think, I think we've got abortion wrong in our society. I think we made a mistake. Not in allowing abortions. The, the abortions fix the mistake, no. Uh, I think we got abortions wrong in that we, we've associated them as good, that they're inherently good. And it's not that they're bad, you know, nothing, no action is, you know, necessarily good or bad, but it's not that abortions are good. It's that the th there are things about them that make them good. It's that the freedom, the bodily autonomy, the self-determination, those are what make abortion good. Those are why abortions are celebrated. It's why I'm pro-choice. It's why I'm a feminist. It's also the same reasons why you should all let me eat you out later. Bodily autonomy, y'all. <laughs> My dad and I are locked in a debate over the existence of self. I, I'm convinced it's an illusion that it doesn't exist. There is no self. And my father hasn't done hallucinogenics in 20 years. It's, uh... <laughs> it's okay, though, because when we get high together, the debate changes to nuclear proliferation. My grandmother's dying. People, people are sad about that, which I, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't understand. This is also my closing joke for y'all. I'm leaving you on this. My grandmother's dying. It's not a joke. That's happening. But it's, it's like, what do you expect? You know, people, people die. I know everyone came here tonight hoping to, like, leave that behind, trying to escape that. Like, oh, I don't want to be thinking about death all the time. But it's there. It's, it's there for everyone, and it's there all the time. You never know when you're going to die. You could die at any moment, and that's okay. And I need you all to sit with that. You're going to die. That's, it's going to happen. You can't escape it. As try as you might, you can. But it's also why I should let you, me eat you out. Thank you. <laughs> it's his birthday. Clap it together. Max Big. Yay. My music confusingly stopped at the time of the thing with the... Um, all right. <laughs> it's, it's great when they're over 21. All right, your, your next comedian is our first lady comedian or person that identifies as a lady. She's so funny. I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Where have you been? Were you back in Wyoming? Are you okay? We'll talk later. We Put your hands there. together, everybody, for Shelby Wilson! Hello, gentlemen and Pam. How are you all doing? Hey, how are you? I'm so sorry the computer screen was blocking you, but my god, thankfully. Great, it's three on 30. Is that what the odds are? One to 10? We can take them, ladies. We can take them. Um, how are you guys doing on this Friday night? Can I hear some noise a little bit? Ow! Welcome. 
All right, I hope you're having a great Friday night. I just want to say, um, how many investors do we have in the crowd? Who invests their money? Who's that responsible? Okay, thank you, yes, Dogecoin, how's it doing? What, the, uh, what do you mean, how do you, you don't know? All right, it's up, it's down. Okay, because the thing is, I am waiting for the right moment to reach out to the Reddit gamer nerds that I turned down in college to let them know that I've had feelings for them all along. <laughs> I would marry for money, I would do it. I'm a white female from Orange County, California, okay? I need security. I don't wanna move to Riverside, all right? That would be like moving to Modesto for you Bay Area folk, that's the equivalent. Um, I am definitely trying to inherit some money. In that case, I'm very interested in my grandma's well-being. I wanna know how she's doing, right, just in case. Uh, she is not going to get vaccinated. How many people are vaccinated at this point? Curious. Yeah. All right. That's why we're here. I love it. My grandma is not going to get vaccinated because she read on Facebook it would make her infertile. <laughs> she is 86 years old, ladies and gentlemen. She has 32 grandkids already. Throw in the towel at some point. Grandma, save some for the rest of us. How about? Um, I'm one of 32, but can I tell you a secret? Don't tell the other kids this. I, my grandma told my sister and I that we are her prettiest grandkids. <laughs> that is some inheritance guarantee, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so stoked. And on the unfortunate day that we read her will, I'm so terrified that it will say to my prettiest grandchildren, and 10 of us will stand up. <laughs> because grandma is a player for that Christmas call. She'll say anything. No, my grandma's a real one. She's a real one. I love that compliment. You can throw that shit around like candy on Halloween. Like she is a real one. You can't say that shit in Orange County, California because you don't know how much silicone might be involved. You don't want to offend someone, right? I am from Orange County, and it's weird. Like I grew up in a different kind of Orange County, right? Like my dad was kind of aggressive. He was an unstable guy. My friends were getting nose jobs. I just got a nose jab, you know? It did the same work, and he saved a ton of money. Like, can you blame the guy? Um, but in that sense, like, I am just not good at kind of like receiving gifts, right? Like, he gifted me with a broken nose. My boyfriends try to gift me with all of these wonderful things, and I don't know how to receive them. I took my love languages test, anybody else? Love languages, a bunch of men. Yeah, how about make your girlfriends happy and take the damn love languages test, okay? They're dying to know. I took my love languages test and uh, I got all of them. I'm a little high maintenance, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> I got my love languages test back and the only thing that I didn't get was gift giving. And all these guys are so nice and they're just like, hey, I got you this fantastic thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I am ooh, also prepared for this moment. I got you. My body, yay, it is wrapped in all of these clothes, enjoy. <laughs> That's been working pretty well for me during the pandemic. I started dating again during the pandemic. And it's been a little weird because there's this etiquette, right? Like you meet someone new, we're in a pandemic, like when do you take your mask down? How close can you sit together? So this guy and I were hitting it off, it was going really well. We put our masks down, got close, and then he pronounced a P really hard and he spat in my mouth. <laughs> so we just fucked at that point, because I have whatever he has. 
Yeah, those are my standards these days. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Shelby. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Spit in my mouth and tell me that you love me. <laughs> I think that's a different song. Your next comedian. I'm finally learning how to pronounce his last name, which isn't a real last name. I figured out how he wants me to pronounce it. Clap your hands together for your ninth comedian of the night, Narek de Barbaric. And I still falter. Thank you, Pam. That, that was great. Um, except my, my first name's pronounced Narek. <laughs> um, hold on, let me put... Um, real quick, I brought something for the judges, um, just so they remember my me. It's... Um, here we go. Actually, so sorry, sorry, sorry. I am, I am comedian number nine. Just... Also, um, I want you guys to know I've actually curated this set so it doesn't use that letter, um, you know, because I don't, you know, the more you say it, the more you're going to be spitting on your audience. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm actually really excited to be here with all of you guys because I started doing stand-up during the pandemic, and I could only play COVID-safe venues, you know, like the backseat of a Toyota Camry. Um, don't, don't judge me, I got my first paid gig. And I got an encore. <laughs> rough, rough. All right, anyone, uh, anyone remember uh, that song, Love is a Battlefield? Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I think love is a battlefield, except you don't have to abide by the Geneva Conventions. You know, because uh, according to the Geneva Convention, if you capture someone, um, you have to put them through a judicial process before you punish them. But I don't know about you, I've never heard a judge say, Mr. Miller, I'm not going to tell you what you did wrong. You should know what you did. <laughs> you should know why I'm hurt. And also, according to the Geneva Convention, you're entitled to your dignity. Two words, Instagram boyfriends. There's no dignity there. And finally, the Geneva Convention abolished the use of bayonets. So you're not allowed to bayonet someone through the heart anymore. Brenda. <laughs> um, I, I did used to be on the front lines uh, of this war. Um, I had a dating profile. And my favorite thing was to get that notification. You know, it's rush hour on Tinder. Everybody's swiping. Well. It's funny how my inbox is not aware of this fact. <laughs> it kind of feels like they're just rubbing it in. Um, and then also on uh, OkCupid, you can pay extra for read receipts. Is this a feature people want? Like, I, I just, I want to hang on to the possibility that maybe she got hit by a bus. <laughs> and maybe I also want to drive that bus. <laughs> um, but, you know, perseverance paid off. I, you know, I did end up in a relationship and, you know, I'm still learning like her little quirks. Like she does this weird thing that like when she doesn't like something, she just tells me that calmly and we talk about it. And I've been, 
I've been in enough relationships where I know that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to start a fight during our next conversation. And then two hours into that fight, you'll tell me why you're actually upset. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> and then you do that to me for seven years until I'm a hollow shell of the man I used to be, Brenda. And then you leave me with your cat or, and just move to Europe. It's called a mature adult relationship. Thank you very much, you guys. Remember, Derek the Barbaric, when you get a cat, it's called a gift. You got a gift, asshole. You got a cat? You got a cat out of that relationship? You win. Sorry, the cat was dying of cancer when she left. Oh, all right, all right. She was, she was unloading the sad cat on you. Still, every cat's joy and wonderment is beauty forever. And if none of you love cats, you're all soulless monsters. I love cats. All cats are good cats forever. I have a wand. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, cats, cats. Okay, <laughs> your next comedian is another lady. I'm super excited. It's her first time here, so you better clap wildly for Yasmin. Yay! Very good start. Thank you. Um, is anyone here? Okay, no applause, I'm in gaslit. Um, I think lots of love should start taking pubes. Um, <laughs> I think it should happen. I think we're ignoring that aspect of human hair, um, you know, uh, and a good winter crop. Um, I think, you know, it's like, Charles, um, <laughs> winter is coming, spring is coming. Uh, time for all of our donations. Um, I think we should start doing it because some of us have really nice pubes and we just don't get acknowledged for that in any, you know, facet of society. Um, you know, I'll contribute to your, your, I'll conform to your beauty standards if you let me contribute, um, take this off, uh, contribute hair to a child in need. Um, yeah, um, I don't think women's body hair gets any respect, um, these days. I think we're, uh, condescended to by by the women's publications. They're like, five ways your peach fuzz made Justin cheat on you five times. Um, you know, or it's like, you know, hair on your nips. These are three cost-effective ways to go nip-free, not to be confused with the free the nipple movement, white feminism's way of saying intersectionality. Um, yeah, I've been to a traffic light before. It was a red. I did get pulled over. Uh, no ticket, though. I did cry. Um, cops just love me for some reason. Um, yeah, or, um, you know, <laughs> it's also just, you know, um, <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Um, here's why you should learn to love your happy trail, um, unless you're a woman, in which case you should go kill yourself. <laughs> um, I think the names we use are really interesting, you know, happy trail, like, what the fuck is that? Um, it's like when people call it, like, their hoo-ha, it's like, no, 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 that's medically my cooch-cooch. Um, <laughs> What are you doing? Do you, why do you harbor so much shame in your life? Um, I think happy trail is stupid. Like, call it what it fucking is. Don't call it a happy trail. It's an indignity. It's a carpet. I'm Persian. It's, we specialize. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I met my current partner on Tinder. Uh, I was really nervous about Tinder. You know, I've heard a lot of bad things 
Um, and I was like, what if my bio isn't good enough and somebody only wants me for my body? Um, but it turns out everybody's really fucking cool there. Um, there are these people who are fluent in sarcasm. Have you guys heard of this? Um, they're really fucking cool. That's awesome. There are also a lot of self-identified foodies, um, which isn't good, but at least you have a label. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, if you're a foodie, um, maybe you can find someone on Tinder who shares your interest in eating. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> did you put that on there because it was too much pressure to come out as a foodie on your first date? Like, was that really crazy for you? I think if you were really committed, you would have done that. And then, you know, let's say he walks out, he leaves, he throws a fit. More for you, mama. <laughs> okay. Um, it's the same demographic of people who identify as empaths, just sort of not knowing what the concept of a person is. Just like, yeah, I like the taste of food, and I understand that other people have emotions. I am not like other Homo sapiens. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, you're a foodie, um, I'm a shitty, uh, I just thought we were throwing out, um, gross nicknames for our basic bodily functions and needs, um, you should meet my friend Brian, he's a breathy, you'll love him. <laughs> um, speaking of people I don't enjoy, uh, a lot of people are majoring in film now, um, because they love watching movies. I know I can't really say that I'm dressed like this today, it's really not a good day to shit on film majors, um, but, you know... It's like, oh, it's like, I have always wanted to make films. You know, I've been always doing it since I was like this tall and I took my dad's camcorder and I just like started making shit with my buddies. And it's really all about getting back to that purity of storytelling. It's like, oh, you used a camera, <laughs> that's cool. Um, getting a film degree is like paying like $80 for a music album and just being able to say, oh yeah, I'm going in debt um, <laughs> to get indie folk rock. So uh, if you like Taylor Swift, you're the loser. Um, they don't necessarily teach you filmmaking in film school. It's more like an in-depth study and, um, you know, learning how to give people UTIs. Um, you know, it's probably for your career. Obviously, every film major acts like they already are a director, just in every conversation, just like balding under a cap. Like, yeah, I think um, we'll go with the Eggs Benedict. Um, I'm just really not impressed by the performativity of these scrambles, and I think such a tired narrative that I'm really not looking into promoting the legacy up today. Um, and you look down there, just like digging three inches of their nails into like the surface of the table, just collecting dust, just dipping it into the jams and the sauces. Um, and that actually does count as foreplay for me. Um, but I don't get UTIs anymore because I just have like a luscious head of pubic hair that kind of um, collects all of the situations going down there. So we're good, <laughs> no worries. Um, thank you guys so much, I'm Yasmin. You can eat cookies in her bed because they won't get in the sheets. They'll be in her pubes. Hooray! <laughs> you're, you're lovely. I hope you come back again and again. I can't believe you're as young as you professed you were on Facebook. You're like heads and tails. I'm so excited that you started this young. Like You have a huge future ahead of you. Your next comedian, I got to meet him outside. It's so exciting. He's from Florida, but now he lives on the peninsula. Put your hands together for Camuel Baldwin. What's up, you guys? Hey. Appreciate that. I'm let you guys know a little bit about myself, where my head is at right now. I was in the city the other day, and I see this dog across the street on his leash. Nothing weird about that. But I noticed that I couldn't notice, like, see who's walking the dog. So I keep looking, but I know somebody's walking the dog because, like, the, the leash is taut. So I look across the street, and, like, the crowd disperses, and I see there's a little person walking the dog. Now, you ever had, like, a thought in your head that was, like, so messed up that you thought you said it out loud? I was like, 
why don't you just ride that motherfucker? <laughs> and when I thought that, I was like, oh shit, did I say that out loud? So then I was looking around to see if anybody heard me say that. And then I realized like nobody was looking at me. And then at that point, I was looking around to see if anybody was looking at me, looking around like a, like a madman. And then it was at that moment that I realized like how alone I was in the universe. <laughs> so I was at a bus stop the other day and this homeless guy comes up to me and I'm thinking like he's gonna ask me for some change. I don't have any change on me so I'm like okay. I was fixing my lips to get ready to tell I don't have any change. He comes up to me and the first thing he says is, hey man let me get five dollars. I'm like, first of all, that's the boldest shit I've ever fucking heard from anyone I don't even know, let alone a homeless person. Like, he wasn't even presentable to me to even get that $5. Like, I don't know what, what he was like very confident with it too. He was like, maybe he like just um, got done listening to some, like some Tony Robbins or like reading Napoleon Hill, like Think and Grow Rich. Like, he was very like, you, you never get it unless you go for it, you know, some on, on type of stuff. So like, okay, I, I low key like respected it, but I just looked at him like, no, nah, I don't even have that. But I had some food on me. I just bought some food to like a couple bites out of it. And then he was, I was like, yo, you can get some of this food I have. I showed it to him everything, like full of food. He looks at me dead in the eye and says, oh, you just give me $5. I'm like, man, you don't get the hell away from me? Like, I had to shoo him away. Like, I, I, I'm a grown ass man. I've never had to shoot another grown ass person away from me on some shit like that. Like, and it feels like to me, like San Francisco has like a weird relationship with, like with homeless people because I've, I've I used to be in the Navy for a while and I've bounced around the, the country a little bit and I've noticed like different things about like different kinds of homeless people. Like in Seattle, like they, te they teach their, like homeless people like they're like squirrels or like pigeons. They just become like part of the scenery. You know, so, cause like one day I was at the, at the mall in Seattle and there was a homeless guy sitting along the wall just with his legs straightened out on the sidewalk, people walking around him. And then I see this lady, she's just jogging or whatnot. And then she just jumps over him, like without missing like a beat, just in just, stride, just, just, just hops over him. Like she didn't even like go around him or look at anything. She didn't even like, like, like step over him lightly. She just, she just like, without missing a beat, just. I'm like, that's the craziest shit I've ever fucking seen. Like most of the homeless people in, that I noticed in Seattle, they were just like a bunch of like ex hippies. Cause they would like, they go down to like the, um, this, this public market. Have like, you ever seen like when people take pictures of, the, oh, I've been to Seattle, like, oh, I've been to the public market shit. Like, okay. Whatever. Okay, you saw some fucking fish. Like, you just saw some fish at a market and he threw it. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so then, I don't know, that, that horn threw me off, but I appreciate it though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. So like, I just got out of an abusive relationship. Like, I used to live with the two, and it got so bad to the point where like, I, I ran away from my own house, knowing I had to go back, because that's where all my shit was. So like, so we had an argument one day, and she told me, she was some crazy shit, she told me that she didn't even need any evidence. Like, she accused me of cheating. I was like, well, first of all, like, I wouldn't cheat on you, I love you. Like, but, but where are you getting this from? Like, like you, what's your evidence? Like, I don't need evidence. Bitch, you don't need evidence? What does that mean? If you don't need evidence, then how do you know the difference between what you do like and what you don't like? Bitch, how do, what does that mean? Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> Just like California guys, he hates bitches. Yeah! No, you had a great set. That was really funny. Yay. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you come again and again. It was really funny. Yay! I love your energy. You were jumping around. No one does act outs out here. Florida man knows how to jump around. <laughs> your next comedian. 
Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Josh C. Kotsky! Number 11. Number 12, Josh C. Kotsky. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. I am not. Uh, am my car stolen? Some schmuck with a tow truck? Uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. I tried protesting it because those things are expensive. And uh, surprisingly, the government said, uh, no, we're not giving you uh, the government's money back, uh, which I feel is impartial, but screw them. And they said, well, we we can't like get rid of this ticket. Here's evidence of where you were parked. They showed me pictures that I was like two inches over a line. And I'm like, how does that prove anything? You have a tow truck. You can move me wherever you want before you take a picture, all right? That means nothing to me. Uh, I also found out that uh, they don't just take your car, by the way. They take all the stuff in it. So like. Fine, take my vehicle, but show me the law that says you can have my moldy fries and unused condoms, all right? I, I don't think that law exists. It's a weird, specific law. They probably wouldn't do it. Um, <laughs> it's going well. I like you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's expensive. So it's like, oh, you have cupcakes? What? Um, <laughs> that's why everyone's distracted. Okay. Um, <laughs> So when you get your car towed, it's a $100 fine, and it's about, they hold your car ransom for like $700 at the impound. So they hold your car, uh, they do Grand Theft Auto and hold your car ransom and extort you, but I'm the one who has to pay a fine. I don't understand that. That's right. If you steal my car, I will make really, really bad jokes about your profession. So <laughs> you've been warned. I got you. Also. $800, if you're curious, in San Francisco, it's about the same fine as for lewd behavior in case you're pricing out your crimes for the weekend. So you could either park too close to someone's driveway or go jerk off in a bark train. You know, the latter is way more fun. I've heard. Well, I've, guys, I've never, I've never been caught. Um, <laughs> I can't remember things. Um, yeah, also, okay. So what I don't get, though, is why would you ever call a tow truck on our person in front of your house, right? Like, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like, okay, I don't know who you are. I don't know your age, your name, what food you like. I know one thing about you. You know what that is? I know your address. <laughs> I know... <laughs> I know exactly which doorstep to drop that flaming bag of shit on. All right? And I don't have a dog. All right? That thing's coming personalized and fresh and organic and signed. And yeah. In case anyone's asking um, and recording this, I'm not going to, you know, drop poop on a. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you, if you called that on me, I hate you. I hate everything about you. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you. I hope all your showers are cold. I hope all your beers are flat. I hope you have horrible diarrhea and every public bathroom you visit is closed. Aww. Yeah, think about that for a second. I hope every time you're at the park and you like feel your stomach kind of bubble, 
and you're like start your little your little waddle over the building. You're like, is that the bathroom? No, it's a snack shack. Damn it. Is that the bathroom? No, it's another dugout. Damn it. You finally get to the bathroom, you see it, no line, you get kinda hopeful, you get kinda loose butt cheeked. You go to the door and you open it full of hope and it doesn't budge. I hope you aggressively shit yourself. I hope that happens to you for the rest of your life, or at the very least, until you ruin $800 worth of clothing. All right, that's what I got. Thanks, guys. Josh Zikotsky wants you to aggressively ruin your life <laughs> with diarrhea. I'm really excited about it. I laughed, I laughed very hard at that. I've been there. I've tugged on the... One time I was in a JCPenney's and I was going up the escalator when they have those singular escalators and I had to pee so bad and I was like, which floor is it on? They're like, it's at four, fourth floor at the top. I finally make it to the fourth floor and then I get into the bathroom, but it has like one of those old school ante rooms. Do you remember when like there was a room before the room of the bathrooms? It oh yeah, like, it's like the pre-bathroom. It's like the pre-bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I was, I couldn't hold it any longer and I like, I peed right in front of the garbage can and but I was wearing boots and so I took off and I like tromped into the potty and I took off my underwear and I threw them in the tampon thing and I took off my socks because they got all wet because so my Indian name is pissing boots that's and, wonderful and this lady walks into the bathroom and she goes oh looks like somebody had an accident and there's like little footprints into my thing but so nobody caught me because she didn't see me because she went to the stall and then then I left and then nobody saw and I threw away the evidence if you, you know, actually, I like the, um, oh, looks like somebody has an accident. I think if that ever happens to you again, you should use that line and say, oh, looks like somebody had an accident, and they'll think it's whoever else is around you. I wear Depends now, yeah. GQ. Like, yeah. we're not, we don't have those problems anymore. Right. I'm kidding. I, don't. I, yeah. do, I, do have, I do have diapers at home, though, but only for when I'm really, really drunk and responsible. Yeah, <laughs> so it depends. Well, no, because if I'm that blackout drunk and I'm responsible enough to put on a pair of diapers, like, come on, Pam. You, like, high-five yourself. Like, that's, like, I'm a responsible alcoholic. Your next comedian, I don't know what he does in his life, but he's wearing, like, cool finger things, and he's got a guitar? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm super excited for it, though. Put your hands together for Larry McZeal. prostitute I ever gave a ride to. <laughs> I 
picked her up in Hollywood, right? Now, mind you, I had been driving pretty much all night, and I get this call to pick somebody up in Hollywood, right? I'm like, all right, cool. It's up in the hills. I'm like, oh, yes, rich white people land. <laughs> that is my shit. <laughs> so I'm going, right? Hang on, that's it, right? So I get up there, and it looks like something out of a Benny Hill movie, right? There is this bald white dude running back and forth with a towel with what I assume is brunette from the future Build-A-Barbie. And they are running back and forth across this beautifully lit atrium, this like walkway that goes from the house to the garage, back and forth, and I have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm just sitting there waiting for somebody to come down and get a ride. I'm like, what the fuck have I driven up on, right? So, they come downstairs, right? He comes down first, he's sweaty in the motherfucker. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> he's sweaty as shit. He comes up, he's like, hey, oh, we're trying to chase a bird out of the house. <sighs> they left the window open while they was fucking. And a bird got in the house and they was chasing it like post-coital, like, oh, they was just all up on each other and the bird gets in and they're like, dripping jizz and shit, trying to chase this thing out of the house. He's a hot fucking mess. He got on one sock. Anyway, then she appears. Ooh, she was something. I mean, honestly, you you couldn't have drawn her. Like, she had these built-on lips and these really great thick tits. and It was just a sight to behold. Long story short, she gets in my cab. She is the saddest, most somber person I've ever met in my life. She pays me to go offline and never speak of it and just keeps handing me $20 bills so that she can drink and forget the night. I made $280 off of that girl. <laughs> from, Bur from Hollywood to Burbank. <laughs> All right, this song is written by Stephen Lynch. It is a tribute to him. I do not own this material, so I'm saying that now. It's called Craig Cries. Thank you. 
social media, Larry McZeal. He's a guy. That was great. No, I'm sure he's on Facebook. Facebook is a thing, right? Everyone, That's a thing I mean, where everybody's each other. Everyone can be found. But you know what's weird is that they know things about us. Like, okay, so I looked up some names today because I didn't know people or whatever, and so I looked them up, and I put in names, and there's all kinds of names. Like, there's tons of people named the same thing, but they knew which ones were the ones that I knew because they already saw the algorithms. <sighs> They're all after us. Be I think, Pam, I think we need to help you out here. We need to fuck with the algorithm. How I do think we, do we that? should we should come up. I mean, I don't know. Maybe everyone here could could uh, get together and um, maybe like associate you with something you want to be associated with. How about what do you want to be associated? Well, and no, the problem is that because I keep saying fuck Jesus, I get all yeah. these Christian mingle ads. Like oh. they don't understand. Like I don't want to fuck Jesus. <laughs> like, right. Fuck, fuck Jesus. But I get so yeah. many. The two ads I get the most are Christian Mingle and um, Bullet Bourbon delivered to your door for $19.99, including tax. I'm like, what? Yeah, that makes sense. Right? I mean, yeah. Bourbon and Jesus. We need to like mess up your algorithm a little bit more, yeah. though. We need to get in there and, and really... Sure. They do yeah. abortion stuff, too, and cute dresses, but I don't buy anything. I'm like... That's so weird. Like, I wear cute dresses, but it's mm -hmm. only because I steal them from other people. Right. And, and it's also easier to have an abortion with a dress because you don't have to, like, unbuckle and unzip. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, they put you in a different dress anyway. Yeah. The best part of the, about the abortion is getting the medazolam. Do you mm -hmm. know about this best drug ever? Does anyone know about the best drug ever? Medazolam, short-living, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It's like Valium's grandma that's like, I'm going to fuck you for five minutes and you're going to like it. It's like that. Yeah. But it's in a really, uh, don't doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. All right, you're next. I don't know. I was only wasting time because I don't see Jack. Is Jack here? Is Jack Ferguson here? I don't think he is. He's not. Jack, free sign, but he's not here. What about Kyle Morrissey? They're sort of partners in crime, actually. There he is. I see his hand. Uh, hey, your next comedian runs an amazing show every Thursday at the Pride of the Mediterranean on Fillmore and Sutter. I've gone a bunch of times, not just because they'll give me sets, which is super, super kind and wonderful, because the food is insane. This guy, I haven't had falafel this good since Greece. Like, it is insane. The hummus is great. Like, the food is top notch. And the comedy is Probably exactly the same thing you'll see here. Put your hands together for your next comedian. <laughs> it's Kyle Morrissey. Hey. Music. I uh, <laughs> I need a minute. I'm just gonna let the the energy drain out for a second. I gotta follow music. That's tough. I gotta follow. I gotta start off really big, 
I was not expecting to do that. Um, so Israel versus Palestine. Um, I, uh, I, was, I was reading an article and they showed a picture of some of the, you know, the army is co-ed. There are men and women who serve side by side. And they showed some of these female soldiers and they look like fucking supermodels. <laughs> like the Gal Gadot is like a seven compared to these ladies. Um, IDF, who cares what it originally stands for? It just stands for I'm down to fuck these soldiers. Like these girls are hot. They're really hot. And once you realize that, once you realize that Israel has the sexiest army, the whole conflict makes perfect sense. Because have you ever tried to tell a hot girl to stop doing what she's doing? How did that go? Um, doesn't go very well. They immediately uh, <laughs> start acting like the victim and, and, and crying. It's like the Jews, apparently. All right. Uh <coughs> I don't know. I feel like there's an analogy somewhere in here, like when you're at a bar. Normally, what happens is when uh, hot Israel does something like this, there's always like one country that's like, hey, come on, don't do that. And then every other country is like, no, 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 it's fine. It's, that's exactly like when you go out to a bar with your friends and they're all trying to get pussy and they're acting ridiculous towards a, I don't know, a nine or a 10 who is being a bitch. And when you call her out for throwing a glass or a rock at the bartender, yeah, then, they, then all of them all of a sudden are like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, what the fuck, Canada? I thought I knew you. Like, you're just trying to get pussy right now. You think straight, think straight. Can I borrow that guitar? No. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, I'm a, I'm a millennial, whatever that means. That I guess that means I'm anywhere between 16 and 45 years old, according to all media, apparently. Um, they still have not narrowed that down. And I'm a bad employee. That's a stereotype that I'm like, that's, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a stereotype you hear about us a lot. You always hear, I don't know, some baby boomer, like, ah, your parents never taught you the value of hard work. Your family just paid for everything for you. I hate hearing that. Because every time I hear that, I'm like, hold on a second. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's 100% correct. Uh, yeah, that is true. But how is that my fault? You know how, because you know how awkward that makes it to get a job now? Because jobs also want to be your family now. It's like a new, it's, they're all just like, no, we're your family. Like, it's, Every company I, I interview for, they're like, we're a family here. Every boss I've had has been like, we just want you to feel like we're your family. All right, then just give me the fucking money. <laughs> why, are you, why are you making me do stuff? That's so cynical. I'm such a cynical guy. Um, I don't know. I, get, uh, I think another thing that is a true stereotype is I, I get really weird when people give me compliments. I get, I, I don't, I don't take compliments well. I immediately, I get deflective and I start explaining why it's not true. The other day someone was like, hey, nice haircut. And I was like, actually, I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> my, I, my 20s have been an avalanche of financial failure, which is why I just spent $14 at Supercuts. So you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, I don't know. I get, I get weird 
when people try to be nice to me, especially other dudes, especially other men, I get weird. If I ever have a sincere moment with another guy, there's just this voice in my head that's like, ah, don't kiss him, don't kiss him. <laughs> like, you can totally kiss him right now, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll stop there. All right, thank you very much, bye. Yay, Kyle Morrissey wants to kiss his boyfriend. <laughs> I like it. Dude, I don't watch porn, but I would watch gay porn. Like, I might, I, I could get down, I could get down with that. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm a ex-Christian. I don't know. I'm uh, off the rails. Your next comedian. I'm super excited to see what they're bringing to the table. Hi. Oh, my God. You're wearing a Warriors thing. Yay. Go Warriors. Do we know what the score is? I can't even believe you're not watching the game. Are you watching the game while you're going to be doing your set? Do you fucking care? It's crazy. Oh, my God. Remember, I just remember how I was so into basketball before. I, like, made, like, a Warriors cheerleader outfit. I used to be, like, super, super Warriors fan. And after COVID, I'm like, uh, you know, I'd rather just do comedy. I don't know. Uh, you're a nice comedian. I'm so glad that he's here. He's super, super funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jamar Pitts. Yay! <laughs> How y'all doing? So I'm not doing so great. So um, I was on a date a while back, and um, the worst case scenario for me happened. My car overheated, broke down on the side of the road. Now, I'm a car guy, so this is normally like a worst case, just like I'm fucked up, I'm worried about my car. But before I could even really get worried about my car, I noticed my date has pulled out her cell phone and immediately jumped into her group text. So. That is unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable in this time of crisis for you to immediately jump into your phone and let all your friends know that my car isn't shit. <laughs> unacceptable. I'm in a vulnerable moment right now. We could be sitting back next to each other having some great conversation. But no, you want to embarrass me to your friends in the group chat. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, um, you know, like I said, I've been dating and um, when my car doesn't overheat or if I don't scare them away with being broke or telling them I do stand-up, um, sometimes they actually come back to my house and come to my room. And um, one of my favorite things besides um, sleeping with women is um, watching them come to my room, sit down in my room and look around and decide if they're gonna sleep with me based on what's in my room. <laughs> you know, so they're looking around. They're like, okay, books, 10 points. Ooh, crystals, 25 points. It's worth a lot of money in the Bay Area, y'all. Um, a lot of points on that one. Um, you know, they keep looking around. They're like, okay, you got some vinyl. That's like 10 points. Then they keep looking. They're like, wait, Hot Wheels collection? Oh, shit, mine is 50 points. Pop vinyls? I'm out. This is, this is over. This is out. This is over. This motherfucker has pop vinyls. We are out of here. It is just, it's a... Women are so judgmental. Like, you know, we could be sitting back. I have the Hot Wheels tracks. We could be sitting them over the loops. But y'all are just so stuck up and judgmental. So, um, mm -mm -mm. I really want to uh, talk to y'all about a subject that's really near and dear to my heart. That's really why I'm here today. I'm here to talk to y'all about big ass vagina. It means a lot to me, y'all. 
But um, I feel like as men, we've kind of like set this standard that like we like small, petite, tiny vagina. Nah, that shit's weak. Not into it. No, I like big, sturdy vagina, capable vagina, rugged vagina. But, you know, a vagina that resembles pickup truck characteristics, like that's what I want out of my vagina. You know, like a rock. Four by four, let's pull stumps with that shit. You know, and um, I've noticed with, uh, you know, as men, we don't really know shit about, you know, women's bodies. You know, I was talking to like a friend of mine and uh, he was telling me about like this girl he was talking to that has like kids and, you know, she was telling him that she's had like a lot of sexual partners and shit like that. And he was like, yeah, man, I want to date her. She's fucking used up. Yeah, what, right? What the fuck? Used up? Like, first of all, have y'all ever had pussy? Like, like, first of all, have you ever just went in pussy and there was just no more left? There's always, <clears throat> always more in there. Like my brother's like, it's just like Murray's hair grease. There's always a little more in there. You know what I mean? I've never seen it depleted. I've never seen it gone. You know, guys like to talk about vagina as if it's like a health bar in a video game. You know, like if, if it's taking too many Hadoukens and Shurukens, like that shit's out of here. No, it is, like I said, rugged, durable like a rock. That's all my time, y'all. Thank you. Jamar Pitts, everyone! Remember, if you're not a comedian, meaning a person with an actual soul, at the end of the show, you get to, like, tell me who were your favorite people, and then they're going to get booked on a show, and it's going to be really exciting, because then we get to feed them and give them alcohol and money. So, like, wow. <laughs> That's what I've been... I'm like, oh. It's been crazy for me because I've been on food stamps, but I have so much food stamps right now because I'm getting paid in food for most of my things, and, like, I don't eat that much anyways. A guy tried to tell me the other day, he was like, um, are you microdosing food? And I was like, oh, you're going to mansplain anorexia to me, you fucking dick? (laughs) (laughs) Microdosing food? That's what I'm, yeah, it's called anorexia. I just, and then, oh, they go, oh, they go, I'm intermittent fasting. I'm like, I've been doing it for 30 years, and now you just started? But you tell me about that, dude. That's the Spanish flu diet. Yeah, exactly. Mansplain it to me. There's so many, dude, day two off a of flu after you pooped everything out, if you look in a skinny mirror, whew. No one else has eating disorder issues. Cool. It's a room full of guys. They're like, what does my dick look like? I'm like, oh, I have to worry about my fupa. You're, is, is Mike Evans Jr. here? Mike Evans Jr. here? He's not here yet. It's, it, it, all the people, and Jack didn't show up yet. Fuck these guys. I'm going to have to do jokes. All right. Fuck these guys. It hasn't showed yet. But I'm going to show up in the front. I'm going to do jokes. Clap for me. <laughs> open mic and I'm trying to be cool about it like right I'm trying to I shouldn't talk in the mic I put the condom on it I have an IUD I haven't used condoms in a long time (laughs) all right yeah no an IUD is a copper pool sweeper in your uterus it keeps out all the dead babies yeah that's what pool sweepers are for right to keep the dead babies out of the pool like what do you do it doesn't matter. I don't have to worry about dead babies anymore because I haven't had a period in 11 months. Woo! 
I'm going through menopause, bitches. You know what? I get a fucking free pass. None of y'all know anybody actually going through menopause. I am sweating all of the time. I I can't sleep. I'm a wet seal. Like, remember? Does anybody remember the brand Wet Seal? Like, in the yeah, right. Now I get it. I trying to be forever 21. No, I am slick, like a wet seal. I I. I flick it at my cats. It's like I don't need I don't even need a spray bottle anymore. I'm like <laughs> Oh, well I I have I have a, someone gave me a tiny fan that can be on my cell phone so I can fan myself. I've been so happy. I was like it's so cold. The wind is so awful and I'm like God cares about my temperature. <laughs> like it's They call it menopause. But if men had it, there'd be a refrigeration station on every corner because I'm sweating all the time. It's awful. I'm telling you, I'm having a hot flashes. You can't even, I'm sorry. You're going to have to do it someday too. I'm, I'm just going to give you the memo. No one gave me the fucking memo. No one told me this was going to happen. No one was like, you're going to turn into a 14-year-old boy. Yay. You're going to have the libido of a 14-year-old boy. Ha ha ha. You're also going to smell like a 14-year-old boy. Ah. I smell like pastrami. I don't even eat pastrami. I smell like pastrami. It's terrible. I'm like, I finally, because of this, I understand the male gaze. Like, I get it. I was on the bus, and um, I saw, like, out the window, I saw a cute guy with, like, a beard or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And so I, like, lifted myself off the seat a little bit. He had a shopping cart. He was questionably housed. <laughs> My standards are very low <laughs> at this point. I don't, I don't internet date either. I've never internet dated. Okay, so I have integrity. There's two things that I rest every bone of integrity in my body on. One, I've never seen the movie Titanic. Two, I've never internet dated. Ha <laughs> ha, I've never had a profile on, on Bumble, Craigslist, nothing, nothing. I've never internet dated. And people keep saying like, well, you should internet date because then you can really lower the bar. And then people are like, oh, no, no, no. But you know, you can also internet date and raise the bar. And I say, you fucking losers, I meet at the bar. Is COVID over yet? Can I meet guys at the bar again? Isn't that how it, none of you met at the bar. You all need algorithms to find your loves. Good for you. That's nice. I've never done that. That's fine. I'm happy. I'm happy you're using technology to make your lives better. Yay, that's so great. I'm a Luddite. Absolutely. My phone, I'm so pissed. I fucking, my bag was stolen and my dumb phone was stolen and I got to the thing and I'm like, hey, I have an old dumb phone and they're like, we well, don't make the chips for those anymore. You have to get a smartphone. Ah! I never wanted a smartphone. Everyone said, oh, once you get a smartphone, you'll never go back. Oh, I have a little computer in my pocket. Here's the problem. My computer doesn't call. Ah! It gets no, I can't call people from here. I'm doing business. I have to go to my own home to call. It's just so funny because I had a phone and then I got a smartphone and my smartphone can't call and sometimes the texts go and sometimes they don't, but it gets a computer all the time. So Mark Zuckerberg can get all his money because it's all about Facebook. They don't want you to, AT&T is dying. I'm sorry, are we not? I'm telling too much truth right now. I watch a lot of UFC and I smoke a lot of pot and I've been thinking about weird shit. Like the people that watch UFC in Jacksonville, Florida also love NASCAR. Neither of these things have commercials, except NASCARs have like things on the car. So why are we not tattooing UFC people? 
why doesn't Ronda Rousey have Amazon right above her puss? Right? So we're like, yeah, bitch, you're an Amazon. With like the weird little smiley face. No, you aren't. You capitalists aren't into the future. None of you. Yeah, I would, I would get a Diamond Dave. Remember Diamond Dave? Yeah, yeah. He got a tattoo on his leg here of the Casa Sanchez guy on the burrito. It was, it's on a corn. The little guy with the sombrero on the corn. And they said, if you get a tattoo of this, we'll give you burritos for life. And then they had to stop that because Diamond Dave was showing up every day to get a free burrito. He was like, there it is on my cap. You said it. He was a, well, you're only supposed to get one per day. So then they said, oh, if you get the tattoo, you get one a month. You get one a month. They're called food stamps. Look into them. I'm on them. They're saving my life. Yay! Anyone else on food stamps? Yeah, right? Because artists' work is not monetarily valued in this current societal system. I know. We work hard. You drove here from very far away. You're not paid for your work. Your work happened here. You're doing your art. That's important. But it's not valued in our society. I get so mad because I'm a Marxist, right? Like, I'm a super Marxist, and Marx was the first feminist. He didn't know it, but he was, because he kept talking about how labor was so important and how we should value labor. And now women have babies, and they call it labor, but you get no money ever! Ha ha I'm a nanny, I can take care of your baby, but if you take care of your own baby, you get fuck all! Value labor. Also, he was like, we should really value the means of productions. Are women not literally the means of production when we go through labor? Was Marx not the first feminist? None of you? None of you read. It's okay. I'm a witch. I read. Yay. I'm, I'm dressed like a Harry Potter character tonight. Thank you very much. Um, people go like, what, what house are you in? And I'm like, obviously. Obviously Hufflepuff, because it's like Hufflepuff will pass, pass, bitch. <laughs> what house you in? There you are. Here's your next comedian. I've been stalling for you. I have abortions. So he is, this is so funny. So, no, well, I'm in it. Well, it's the abortion joke. I, I have abortions older than him. Actually, I have abortions exactly the same age as him, which sometimes I think he's the ghost of my aborted child because my ex-husband was black. He could literally be the ghost. Oh, my God. I wish. I dream he's my son. But also, I get to play his mom on a TV thing. So that'll be coming out soon. I play his mother, and Tony Sparks is his father. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Mike Evans Jr. Yay! Let me see. I am so sorry I'm late, everybody. Especially if was I the only black comedian tonight? No, thank you, God. You were there. Okay, for sure. There, there we go. I just didn't want to be late and then get a representative. Um, okay. Let's uh let's get to a nice topic. <laughs> nine eleven. <laughs> On nine eleven, I was in the first grade, and um, I know, right? I know. Everyone always looks at me when I say that shit. Uh, 
In the first grade, there was this kid named Tyree who was a legend. He was a legend because he used to shit in the urinal and always get away with it. And uh, on 9-11, all the teachers were all distracted and shit, and they were scared. So I was like, this is my chance to shit in the urinal. So I go ahead and do it, right? I take advantage of the moment. I shit in the urinal. And then uh, the next day on 9-12, um, the teachers are like, hey, who pooped in the urinal? Like, who did that? And I just blame Tyree, right? I'm just like, oh, it's clearly this kid who's always done it. And uh, he, what I didn't know is that that was his last straw. And so he got expelled afterwards. And I don't know how his life ended up, but by comparison, it's not the worst thing that happened on 9-11. <laughs> I know that was a very weird joke to start with, but uh, I'm in a weird mood. I just, I just got in a breakup uh, recently. It sucks. I broke up with her. Um, it's easy to break up with somebody when they're a shitty person. It's hard to break up with somebody when you're the shitty person. You know? Like, we were on our way to getting the vaccine, and right afterwards, I was like, why? Why are we doing this? We should, we should stop, you know? Not can go fuck other people. Like, that's... No? No one else sympathizes with that? That's... <laughs> I was expecting the hell yeah, everyone's looking at me like, no, you're an asshole. That's really, that's really shitty. And I, I knew I was shitty though, because I was trying to come up with like different reasons to break up with her that were like not valid. Like, because she didn't give that good of head, you know? And like, I just thought that like, you know, this is, it's kind of fucked up, you know? She uses a lot of teeth, but like, I love her for different reasons, but I don't know. I almost feel like, you can almost tell how much like fucked up shit a girl's been through by how good of head she gives. I, it's, I know it's, it's really fucked up, but have you ever been getting ahead and it's just like, God damn, do you even talk to your father? Oh, shit. Oh, do you just get yelled at for Christmas every year, bitch? Woo. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. We broke up after I wrote that joke, to be completely honest. That's how that happened. That's how the correlation of that works. Um, yeah, a little bit. It's a funny joke. I, I, I was... I was really sad though. I was, I was really hurt because I thought it was a sign from God that we were together. So we matched on Tinder, right? And uh, she was a really good girl that I met on Tinder. If you don't know what that's like, it's fucking impossible to find. It is. It's like getting a really good suit or a really good dress that fits perfectly well, but you bought it from Goodwill. You know? You're like, normally I come in here for just anything. Kind of smells weird, but. I'm gonna keep it. This is this is a keeper. Yeah. Another reason why I thought it was a moment from God is because when we matched on Tinder. I was using Tinder in church, and um, a lot of people sleep in church. You know, I, I'm I'm in there being productive. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my swipes in. Um, my mom got mad at me though one time. She was like, Mike, how could you how could you judge people in God's home like that? You know, how could you just swipe past people's lives? And I was like, you know, that's probably, that's probably how God decides who gets into heaven, right? God's probably on his phone like, oh, no, not you. Mm -mm. A super like? You're fucking desperate to get into heaven. That's right. That's, that's how God sounds in my mind. Um, <laughs> imagine people like starving in a desert and God's like, thirsty bitch. No, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be horrible. 
It's low-key what God's doing to Palestine right now. I hope he'd help out. Hope he'd step the fuck in and help those people. God damn it. <laughs> Boy, did that take a turn. Uh, <laughs> back to my breakup. Back to my loneliness. Um, <laughs> in the relationship, too, I gained like 20 pounds. Y'all don't know me. Pam knows me. But I used to be a lot skinnier than this. And I didn't know relationship weight was a thing. It's truly a thing. And like, I'm not trying to body shame or anything like that. But I didn't want these. I didn't want man tits. And at night, I used to <laughs> we sleep next to each other. One time, I swear to God, I caught her checking my tits like they were her crops. She was like, oh, they're coming in nice. I was like, no, what the fuck? What is this? You're trying to get me to not fuck other people. That's it's really shitty. It's really, really shitty. Man. Uh, how much time are we doing, by the way? I'm sorry well, it's, it's, um, the time elapsed is five minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, hell yeah. But Let's no, go. But it's great for you because we have, so um, Jack Ferguson just texted me and said he's not on his way, but then oh, we man. have one comedian after you. So, oh, okay. Cool. And he's not here yet. So, so um, I feel, oh, yeah, Dio yeah. wants to go. Yeah, so cool. um, Mike, let me give you a minute. Oh my God, Dio, if <laughs> you right, want to go up sure. and talk about anything, Jesus Christ, do poems, talk about. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe, I'm so excited you're still alive. He was, he got, almost got killed by a car. You have oh, one God. minute, Mike. One minute, all right. I'm, I'm going to have fun with this minute. I didn't know that was going to happen next. I was like, what, how much time I got? One minute. Fuck. Now I have to think of something funny. Um, so, there we go. So white people. I don't know why I just said that. It's fun to say. <laughs> it's made everybody uncomfortable. It's like, what's going to happen next? No, no, I have jokes about white people. I definitely do. Uh, if 2020 taught us anything about a lot of things, for some reason, it takes something really horrific to happen for white people to listen to you. Like, for some reason, it took George Floyd for white people to be like, oh, shit. Yo, it's really going down for black people right now. Like, yeah, motherfucker. Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of white friends, and I always pointed to them that white privilege existed. Like, I I always had, like, different white people questions in my head all the time. Like, you know, you ever wondered why hockey is the only sport where the athletes get to fight each other? It's because they're white. We don't take white violence seriously in this country. It's real. I think that uh, black people should start adopting little white kids like the way white people adopt little black kids. Uh, I've been thinking about adopting a little white kid and naming him uh, Tanner McConnell. Um, it's like the whitest name I could think of. I just think it'd be fun. Um, but I would adopt him and have him infiltrate the Republican Party and see what happens then, you know? Um, but there would be that one awkward day in his life where he'd be like, Dad, how come I'm not black like you? And I'd be like, well, Tanner, it's because uh, you were sent here from the future to stop conservatives from ending the world. He'd be like, well, who sent me, Dad? It'd be like uh, Childish Gambino. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably be like, well, will I ever be black like you, Dad? I'd be like, well, Tanner, no. But, uh, you know, once you stop the KKK, the NRA, and Fox News, you'll be the realest nigga of all time. <laughs> of all time. One last thing on white privilege. Just... Just thinking about the laws in general. Hopefully this changes in our lifetimes, changing a little bit, but um, I don't know. Only white men operate the way that they do in this country. Like, 
They operate as if they live in like real Grand Theft Auto mode. Like only like there's specific crimes like running for president with no experience, storming the Capitol, fucking what, touching kids in the church, like weird like massacre shit. Like only white men do that shit. And it's just weird. Like when you think about it, think about it just for a second. Michael Jackson didn't touch kids until he was white. My name is Mike, y'all. Have a good night. Yay! Mike Evans Jr., everyone! Hooray! Look out for the show where I'm his mom. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right! This is a very exciting moment for all of us because I haven't seen him in a really long time, and he repairs typewriter. He used to repair typewriters, and I have a typewriter, and he, used to, and he taught me that you take the shoe polish and you put it on your old typewriter ribbons. You taught me that duo. And that was amazing. And, and then there was this car thing where he almost died. But right now he's here and he's alive and he's gonna talk to us. Put your hands together for duo! There's a new ones in the box, and then the stuff in the face. It's the biggest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's so exciting to see you. So I don't put the shit on my lip. I don't rub it on my lips, this shit, the, 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 okay, never mind. How you guys doing? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I've been in my house for like literally like a year, and I love it. I'm so glad I don't see you motherfuckers every day. I just want to kill y'all every time I see you sometimes. Y'all just be like, Oh, maybe laugh, black man, or some other weird shit, and I'm sick of it. Um, how you guys doing, though? For real? Yeah, y'all were talking about Tinder and shit. I don't like Tinder, man. Every time I, I'm on Tinder, y'all, this is a real down, badass culture. Y'all, y'all need to like touch grass or some shit, niggas. Like y'all, y'all are wild. Like y'all horny as fuck. Horny as fuck. Like I cannot go online without some horny shit. Out of nowhere, they put out a Resident Evil game, and niggas are down bad, and I'm sick of it. Get a job. Um, I, I don't even, um, I don't like it. It's ridiculous. I don't have a Tinder. Every time I download Tinder, I don't open it. I go right to my, my computer, my TV, and I watch Making a Murderer. And then I delete that shit. That shit is wild. Niggas are crazy. How y'all fucking? How y'all fucking anybody out here? I don't get it. How do you wake up? Like, how do you wake up in a world where people are like, oh, my vaccines, and then they get on Tinder and eat ass? That's ridiculous. <laughs> how do you go out and eat ass? You barebacking niggas out here. Like, what are you talking about? I don't want a vaccine. Just take it. Oh, my 5G. I wish I had 5G, nigga. Like, I can't even afford that. What's wrong with y'all? They won't give me the plan for it. I, I went in yesterday. Yesterday, I broke my phone because it was my birthday on the 19th. Don't clap for that shit. I'm old as fuck. I'm outdated. I used to smoke at diners. That shit's gone. I don't want to live in this earth. <laughs> niggas, well, fuck y'all. They're Jehovah's Witness. Uh, nigga, I've seen enough. I don't need eternal life. Eat my ass. I'm done. I don't need to go to heaven to be alive with y'all. Gross. Um, have, uh, uh, by the way, um, uh, my favorite thing about today is that I'm just with y'all. And I'm going to get the fuck away from y'all today. Uh, I just want to yell at y'all a little bit, and I'm so happy to be here. I haven't been on a stage in, like, eight years or something like that. So, hey, uh, have fun. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I should probably take this off because it's uh, unsanitary, uh, unsanitary or whatever the fuck. Have a great day. Uh, 
man, just get that fucking vaccine so we can all eat ass together, yeah. all right? Yeah. Shit. yeah! Get the vaccine so we can fucking eat ass. That's an amazing statement. All right, there's... That's a T-shirt! Get the vaccine so we can fucking eat ass. Hey, um, buddy, buddy guy with the gray sweatshirt and the thingy, do you want to do... Go, all right, he, I don't know your name. Frankie. Everybody put your hands together for Frankie! Uh, microphone condom is kind of a weird thing. Uh, this is my first time on stage ever. But this uh, this city's kind of crazy, right? Like I just heard they um, they changed the Great Seal of San Francisco. It's like a it's a turd with a needle in it. <laughs> but anyway, um, so the other day I was uh, I went to I went down to the ferry building to get coffee, and uh, I was sitting, I was standing in line forever, and this, this lady came up to me right when I was about to get my order taken, and she's like, hey, uh, I'm disabled. Do you mind if I cut in front of you? And you know, my mom's disabled, so I was like, hell no, get to the back of the line, lady. You're not my mom. I don't know you. You must be disabled mentally if you think that I'm going to let you cut in front of me. Like, what about me looks generous to you? And then my mom, she's, she's pretty crazy, right? She's like a crazy Jesus freak. And I always have to kind of remind her, like, I know you like Jesus a lot, Mom, but I don't think he likes you that much. You're, you're, he's kind of the reason you're disabled. Like, have, have you ever thought about that? Oh, man. And then uh, I think that I'm, trying, I'm like, hold on. I got to check my phone. Sorry, guys. Oh, my act is shit. My act should be the seal of San Francisco. <laughs> God damn it. Jesus. Can't even open the right app. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So I got a new girlfriend recently. We've been, uh, you know, we've been dating for like a, a couple months, but we work like really different hours, right? Like I work in the day all day long. She works super late at night, so it's really hard to see her. But basically it turns out that my new girlfriend's actually a prostitute. And that's why we're never together, because she's always with other men. Oh, man. And then, oh, I guess, I guess that's, that's all I got for today. Thank you. Yay! I forgot your name already. I'm sorry. Frankie, I'm an asshole. Yay, Frankie, yay. Yay. Well, there was supposed to be one more comic, but he didn't see that this was worthwhile enough to show up for, I guess, so that's cool. Um, no, no, it's fine. I mean, if you come and show up and then you sign up and then you don't show up, it's like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, it's cool. But, I mean, a comedy, not everybody lives and dies by stage time. Just me. I'm like, I should get up on stage and do the splits or show my cheerleading tricks. Breakfast, do you want to, like, sing a song or, like, do, can Guinevere and Breakfast get up on stage and do, like, an impromptu incredible thing where they, like, I, I can imagine you two beatboxing or, like, 
figuring something or taking like an idea from the audience, like this dog's name. Like, what is this darling dog's name? That's Penny. Connie. I, I, I Penny. Kenny. Yeah, Penny. Well, you Penny. Oh, that's even better. That's the name of the girl who has a dog in, like, um, Inspector Gadget. It's so good. Uh, GQ, go up there. Can you make a rap with like all of the notes that you took? You took so yeah, many notes. Nothing could make me happier than yeah. the judging of all of the comedians. And you being on stage. Let me see if I can find. Well, I should put your own music behind you. It'll oh, be so. It'll... And Jason Young's son, of course. Yes! <laughs> hey, folks, I'll be your raccoon judge today. Uh, this is. This is what COVID did. COVID did a number on me. So, <laughs> my name is Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal. Hello there. I'm your judge. I started judging you before I met you. I started judging you all. I've been judging you my whole life.